Welcome everyone to the ADG Podcast. We are back for our preview episode of the upcoming NFL Draft. Plus we have a brand new movie trailer. We have a Darren edition of What Grinds My Gears. And we have music and a brand new top five. All that more coming up on the ADG Podcast. What's it like in the journalism program? I that's why last week he's like, ah, oh, fuck this guy. Fuck that guy. Fuck this guy. You're cool, but fuck this guy. Someone, uh, whoever does uh, does their Twitter account, was offended by what the AG podcast had to say on Twitter. <laughs> All controversial now. This is the- no, wherever. You know why? Because they just started this shit last week and they put it in a movie. Yeah. So I'm not have to worry about catching anything from Jake or vice versa. So he's good. Uh, so some look, manners, Darren. All your uh, asshole attitude is rubbing off on you, finally. It only took about three years. So, hey, that, 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 I wonder how long that recording session was. Okay, Ben, you ready? Yeah. I, all right, thank you. We're done. It'd be nice. I'm going to give it a solid 2.5 out of 5. Oh, wow. All right. Welcome to the ADG podcast. We are finally back. Darren and I took a vacation to do <laughs> nothing because we're locked down, but we're here. We're on the microphone. Time. My yes. chair is squeaky. I don't know what's going on. Hey, Darren, did you know it snowed yesterday? Because, you know, it's end of April. You know what? I saw something on the on my car when I went out this mm-hmm. morning. I just thought it was very, very, very thick fog. But mm-hmm. I guess it was snow. So, I guess. I guess. Uh, so it wouldn't be... April in Windsor without snow, as as the trash cans behind Jake fall down. Yeah, it, it, I have wild parties here in the back <laughs> trying to record. It's just nonsense, <laughs> but it's all good. It's crazy out here, and it's probably falling snow uh, because uh, yeah, like you mentioned last night to the dog out one in the morning. I'm like, um, shit, I took a step back a few months. It's Christmas. What the mm-hmm. hell is going on? Like five inches of snow, really? Oh, whatever. Yeah, it's all melted now, so who cares? It but, was just the weirdest, uh, weirdest day ever. <laughs> but uh, before I, before we continue, can I say what an honor it is to be sharing the podcast stage with award-winning podcaster oh, Jacob? It's, it's truly an honor. Congratulations <laughs> on all your success. Your many multi-awards and your multi-nominations. We are very proud of you, sir. Oh, oh, thank you. That, that's, that, that was awful. Um <laughs> Yeah, look at this uh, guy. I give this guy a compliment, and he's he thinks I he thinks I'm like it's covered in sarcasm. But pretty much, that's I expect, I expect nothing but uh, than that from you. Uh, but no, thank you. It's it's craziness. I'm over like a hundred episodes over there. Um, wow. So it's it's just a grind. It's craziness. But yeah, no, I appreciate it. I appreciate the support. Uh, but we're gonna kick it on the ADG podcast as usual. Uh, we're not stopping. We just come up for the air for the good stuff. And uh, that's what we're doing today because uh, this is a preview show of what we're going to do. I'm assuming we're going to do another live show for the draft here on the ADG podcast. So that should be fun. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, it's getting crazy with the whole NFL draft and uh, all these mock drafts that ESPN is just... You know, suffocating their their network with all these mock drafts from like Tom I ignored Shea all of them so and far. Mel Kiper and all these guys you only hear about once a year and just who <laughs> they think. And then it turns out they really don't know where anyone goes because there's so many surprises yep. that happens. 
so uh, let's get into it. And uh, Jake, just our last, the last mock draft that I saw, the most recent mock draft that I saw was an interesting one. Um, I'll be very curious to get your thoughts on it. This came from CBS uh, Sportsline. I'm just pulling okay. it up right here. Uh, so basically, it's it's a three-round NFL mock draft, but we're only going to care about the, the first round because that's what everyone is talking about. First seven picks for us? Yeah. Don't give a so, shit besides that? Exactly. Well, if they trade down, then we have trade to. Trade down, yes. Of yeah. Course. We'll talk about all those, about all those <laughs> scenarios later on in our sports section. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, sure. So let's get into it. So the NFL mock draft CBS version, I don't know, 1,742 uh, comes out with, uh, obviously, this one hasn't changed since he declared for the NFL, uh, Trevor Lawrence, number one to to uh, Jacksonville, which no one really cares about because everyone knows nope. that's going to happen. But yep. at pick two, this is where it gets interesting. And uh, obviously, lots of talented quarterbacks are going to be going it within the first five picks. You have Zach Wilson, who will be selected by the New York Jets with the second overall pick. Mm-hmm. So he's been uh, telegraphed to the Jets for weeks. And then we have, I know, <laughs> the goddamn <laughs> Jets. Um, and then we come to the third overall pick, and that is where the quarterback train keeps chugging along. Justin Fields quarterback Ohio State goes to the San Francisco 49ers and they all all they said after all the Jones rumors the 49ers go with super accurate fields upgrade the quarterback spot so that he goes number three number four I know Jake loves this pick he's hoping that he was going to be around at seven for the Lions (laughs) tight end Kyle Pitts goes to Atlanta at four yeah, uh, yeah. You know what? He he's a tight end, but he's uh, he could play receiver. He could, he definitely has the size of a receiver's body for sure. Yeah. Uh, so why they said um, Kyle Pitts to the Atlanta? He said while they field calls, the Falcons ultimately turn them down to pair Pitts with Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley. That would be a scary uh, threesome mm-hmm. on the offensive side of the ball for Atlanta. So there you go. Number five. I've seen this name attached to the Lions for the last week or so. Uh, Panay Sewell, offensive mm-hmm. lineman from Oregon, mm-hmm. uh, going to the Bengals. The Bengals get their franchise tackle to bookend Jonah Williams as the ultimate protection for Joe Burrows, which yeah, they, they need their, their line they stinks. Need, exactly. They need him to uh, protect Joe Burrows, their yeah. Franchise. Uh, number six, another guy I really wanted, uh, Jamar Chase, wide receiver out of LSU, uh, selected six overall by the Miami Dolphins. Mm-hmm. And then we get to number seven. And what do you think the Lions do, Jake? Do they stay? Do they trade down? Who do they pick? I want to get your thoughts first. Uh, wide receiver in this mock draft. You just you're not giving a name to say say a wide receiver. Nope, just wide receiver. There's a few on the board, so okay. I'll, I'm sorry to say, but you're incorrect. According to this mock okay. draft, the Detroit Lions trade down with oh. the Denver Broncos. Ooh. Denver Broncos trade up uh, from nine to seven, and with the seventh overall pick, Denver Broncos select Trey Lance, quarterback out of North Dakota <laughs> State. That's isn't that your boy? 
you know what? He's pretty good, but I don't think he's worth. Uh, uh, I I think he has. I, I don't think he has much of a boom side. He's I don't more think bust so either. Than boom. Yeah, I think yeah. so too. I did not like him as a quarterback to be anywhere near the top ten, maybe second he's, round. Exactly. So the write-up, what they said on uh, Trey Lance for the Broncos, the Broncos can't just wait and hope Lance falls to them. Therefore, they swing a trade with the, with Detroit to get the raw but ultra-talented ta- ultra passer. So that's exactly what he is. He's raw, mm-hmm. but he has very big, bright upside. So we'll, we'll move on. So from now to seven and now to eight, Rashawn Slater is, is the next pick. From the Carolina Panthers, the offensive lineman out of Northwestern. Mm-hmm. So that, that was another one name I hear the Lions were flirting, flirting with uh, yes. when it came down to uh, Sewell or Slater. A lot of people were fans of Rashawn Slater. Uh, pick number nine. Ooh, wide Lions receiver, play. Alabama. <laughs> well, since Jake kind of took the fun out of it. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, the the Lions do take a uh, well, running back. Uh, do do take a wide receiver mm-hmm. at at ninth overall from Alabama, five ten, one hundred eighty two pounds, Jalen Waddle. Jalen Waddle, not not who I want on this team. I know uh, because he's short. <laughs> you can have a wide yeah. receiver under six feet tall in this yeah. league right now. Mm. Well, Tyreek Hill's pretty small. Okay, he's well, pretty good. Yeah. Well, you know what? I don't. I don't think this is the right fit for the Lions. But it's a mock draft, right? Who knows? Yeah, it's a, it's a mock draft. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Okay. Um, let's but, speculate about these guys. That's good. Top ten uh, mm-hmm. later on, because uh, there's lots to think about there. But you mentioned um, not at number three, Justin yeah. Fields. Yep. If you saw what came out today, Ian Rappaport. Uh, mm-hmm. Came out with a confirmed uh, that Justin Fields confirmed to NFL teams that he is uh, managing epilepsy. Mm. It just came out a few hours ago. Um, so this is again via Ian Rappaport on mm-hmm. Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, that uh, I don't I don't know if that would affect his draft stock. It's dealing he's dealing with it. It's not affecting his game. Right. But in your franchise quarterback with mm. a form of epilepsy that might go away, would his right. draft stock plummet? See, that that's the whole thing. How serious is or is uh, the epilepsy, mm-hmm. uh, um, you know, uh, disease? As Darren opened his car window. As what? <laughs> that, was that was a lot of wind there. A lot of <laughs> Did wind. Did you have the fan on? Oh, it was a furnace that kicked in. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Um, right up. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, so when it comes down to it, yeah, it's going to come down to what the doctor's reports say. And if it, this is serious, um, if this is serious, or is this something that can be maintained and kept under control? Well, well Derek, I, if, you're, if you're putting your franchise, see you're the 49ers, and you were mm-hmm. looking for a franchise quarterback after all the turmoil you had, uh, in the last five, six years, mm. would you put risk everything on your number three pick on Justin Fields, knowing this information? Mm, just for what you know, I'll talk. You know, just you know now. You know what? Obviously, you know 
when it comes to medical conditions, these guys are put through the ringer. When it comes down to, you know, every doctor is, they look at them and they go get a second and a third and a fourth opinion to make sure these guys are as healthy as they can be because football is a violent sport. And you don't want to set yourself up with a liability drafting a quarterback with a past medical, you know, a serious medical issue. Um, but could this affect his draft stock? Absolutely. That's why there's a lot of people taking, uh, having Mac Jones, quarterback out, out of Alabama, high as like a top five quarterback. Hmm. So it, it's possible to, you never know what goes through the minds of these NFL GMs and these NFL owners that, you know, really are putting their franchise on the line by drafting these young quarterbacks, hoping that these guys are the next Peyton Manning, Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers, or, um, you know, Tom Brady. Yeah. But obviously, if this just came out, there's going to be a lot more news of it. Yeah, once, it just uh, came out uh, five hours ago. There you go. So there you go. Jake with our breaking news uh, sports desk. Uh, Help helping out. <laughs> yep, good, good to know. It's it's stuff like that before the draft that can affect anybody. Mm-hmm. And there's all obviously stuff behind the scenes, but stuff that comes out is we're a week away. Mm-hmm. You never know, right? He might drop like ten spots. He might so they might pick up somebody else. You, you know, they still might pick him. Who knows? Mm-hmm. That's the draft. We don't That's know. A, you don't know. That's why I always, I think me and Jake have the same tradition. We always watch the movie Draft Day on Draft yes, Day. That's it's right. Because it really puts you in the right mindset. <laughs> and, and, and especially, like, I, I know someone who is a Cleveland Browns fan. So it, it, it really strikes home that, he, that he's a Browns fan. And it's in Cleveland this year, the draft. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, so they'll always be, have a movie. So. They always have Kevin Costner. And, uh, and, uh, Pancake, your pancake, pancake eating motherfucker. Line in that in that movie, it's great. I can't wait to watch that movie again. It's it's yeah, awesome. next week. I'm saving it. I'm saving oh it. yeah, maybe, maybe I'll do it on Wednesday or Tuesday. I don't know. Yeah, I'll, I'll it's, gonna, it's gonna happen though. It's gonna happen. Oh, it has to. It has to. Yeah. Uh, so Jake, let's get into a little b-ball talk and. Okay, let's uh, do it. Last time we didn't talk before the end of the March Madness tournament. Mm-hmm. Uh, my Gonzaga Wildcats, Bulldogs—I don't know what they are. Uh, yeah, I just call- yeah, yeah, okay, they're bandwagoner. Oh, for sure, <laughs> they lost. Of course, you know, they lost uh, in the uh, to, in the NCAA finals to Baylor, the Baylor Bears. Which, if you watch that game, Baylor were all over them. That defense was unbelievable. You know, for that high-powered offense to just sputter and fall apart, it was, it was something yeah, unbelievable. One team, one team was ready for the final, one team wasn't. <laughs> exactly. That's all it came down to. That's right. But, like, I feel bad for Gonzaga. They're, they've always been right there. They just could never get it done, you know? Uh, undefeated the entire time yeah. until the final. I don't feel too bad for them. No, but, but like hell, Michigan. But I still would have liked to see Michigan play them. Yeah, I really would have. No, I seriously, think... I would have because the UCLA game. Um, oh, hard. Yeah, hard. Exactly. Break. So I would like to see the Michigan offense versus Gonzaga, the defense yeah. all day. But, I just see what what happens. 
I I'm not saying they'll like, win, but I would like but, to see the game. But Michigan keeps shooting themselves in the foot, missing their last eight shots of that game. Ugh. Especially like UCLA. UCLA had some horseshoe up their ass to make that kind of run. Unbelievable. You know. Well, they started being, off right. <laughs> yeah. From from beating my beloved Spartans to knocking off your uh, uh, knocking off your Wolverines to exactly. almost almost uh, knocking off uh, those Gonzaga Bulldogs. Yeah. Unbelievable. But yeah, so that's been crazy. But uh, switching from the the NCAA to so the N, uh, NBA, Jake, I kind of like the Pistons this year. Obviously, they're not going to win anything, but they're fun to watch. I yeah, I told you this from last <laughs> year. There, as soon as the coaching regime changed, mm-hmm. the ideas changed. Mm-hmm. They got rid of the dead weight. They yeah. got all young kids. They got guys on expiring contracts. You know mm-hmm. this team's in a rebuild, and they're not playing to win. They're playing to oh, grow. So exactly. they're playing to grow, and that makes it exciting. This team in the next three years is going it's, to it's be, gonna be really fun in the watch. playoffs. Yes, oh, exactly. Or, or, or definitely contending for a playoff spot, no doubt yeah. about it. And exactly. like just the really guys that they have, like Killian Hayes, is mm-hmm. awesome to watch. You know, he's not much of a scorer, but he makes great passes. He's he's a true playmaker. Um, uh, Isaiah Stewart, awesome to watch. You know they call him Beef Stew, best <laughs> nickname in all sports. Uh, and if you disagree with me, then fight me. Let's go. Um, oh, he's their tough guy. And uh, and yeah, that's why I talk behind the mic. <laughs> and uh, and Sadiq Bay, guy hits threes like they're going yeah. out of style. It's yep. unbelievable. Yeah. So if they have those three core pieces, and then you have that Jeremy Grant. You know, Jeremy Grant, what they're paying him, that's a bargain and a half for what they're mm-hmm. what they're getting him. You know, and he's putting up 28, 29 points a night. Yep. It's definitely fun to watch. You know, they beat Cleveland uh, last game, and that was a close game, 109 to 105. That was, that, that was the kind of game that really two up-and-coming teams, like Cleveland are in the, sa- in the same rebuild as well. They obviously have been rebuilding for a couple more years than the Pistons. Uh, so yeah, that was fun. And tonight they played Dallas Mavericks. Yeah, I'm not expecting them to win, but it's a good measuring stick for them to actually go against a really well put together team. And Luka Doncic is just sick. He's yeah, awesome. of course, one of our best players in the league. It's unbelievable. Yeah, so that's always a treat to watch those guys uh, play. So yeah, um, so that is good on 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 the basketball side. Jake, yeah. I know that, yeah, there, it was snowing in April mm-hmm. yesterday. The yep. baseball season is in full swing. And it is. The, the Tigers. Oh. Hey, um, listen. I, I listen season. to a few it's games. Be a long season. Yeah, I get to listen to them on the radio. Mm-hmm. And the last two series they played, oh. uh, Astros and the yeah. A's. It went from really good to really yeah, bad. Yeah, it was like, hey, you blow out the Astros. Oh, you got destroyed by the A's. Okay, exactly. cool. But but it's a you can see the rebuild happening. Yeah. There's you know, still they need a bunch of pieces. Oh, but you can see the rebuild happening. You're you're getting the bats finally. You right. got one or two good arms that'll be here in the next three, four years. It's happening slowly. What is bringing the guys up and giving them playing time. 
getting them in the majors. And it's right. just it's slow. It's baseball. Right. It's already slow. It's just the build is slow too. Exactly. Um, you, you're talking about some getting bats in the lineup. Uh, one of uh, one of the bats that are, is here is making like baseball history. And if you're not familiar with this player that plays for the Tigers, number sixty outfielder Akil Badu. He yes. is he is a Rule Five draft pick. Now, when you hear Rule Five draft pick, he did that means he didn't he wasn't a superstar out of college. No, he was already drafted, and then he was like redrafted in the supplement to redraft, and so the Tigers scooped him up. Usually, when you get a Rule Five draft pick, they're not going to do much. You know, they might be a depth guy for you, but that's about it. But this guy worked his ass off in spring training, made the team. Second game of the year, he gets up, and the first pitch he sees, home run. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. Next day. Next day, next at bat, he sees, boom, grand slam home run. Grand slam home run for this kid, second day in the major leagues. Unbelievable. Third day, just to cap off this weekend, the, the his first weekend as a, as an MLB player, game-winning RBI hit in the bottom of the ninth. Mm-hmm. You can't script a better story than that. It's well, unbelievable. He's like 0 for 9. He's got like okay, nine strikeouts yeah, the last he's obviously, he's obviously five He's come back down to earth now, yeah. but it was a great story as mm-hmm. it lasted. And we've seen... A lot of uh, flash in the pan tigers in the in the past couple decades. Remember Brendan Bosch? Remember Chris yes. Sheldon? Mm-hmm. Yeah, those guys were good. And I say this because this ties into our top five coming up in the show. So keep that in mind. That should be good. That should yes. Be good. Uh, since you're since you're a Maple Leafs fan, I'm sure we get to hit on some hockey here. You know that I, I was kind of avoiding. Talking about nope. the Leafs right now, to be honest with you, because nope, I want to talk about the Red Wings. Right so I'm hit the Leafs first. Hey, Red Wings. <laughs> are, hey, Red Wings are competitive. I, you know, yes. I give them credit. You They're know, they, they, they trade away Anthony Mantha to the Washington Capitals, oh, and he's oh, Weiserman just up. destroyed that trade. <laughs> he's like, oh well, that depends on who you ask. You ask a Red Wings fan, and they like, oh, that's a great trade for the Wings. We get it is a great trade for the Wings. I loved it. Yeah. Even they, but everybody needed new scenery. Exactly. Uh, even Mantha, but he, he's in a perfect team for him. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have to be the superstar. He can be a role guy. You know, let Ovi and and others do what they do and go from there. But yes, the Leafs are a little bit on a little bit of a slide. They have a little bit of a goalie carousel, which is not good going into the playoffs. You kind of want to know who your goalie is. Right now they have Jack Campbell, who used to play for the Windsor Spitfires. Good, good for Jack. Uh, Freddie Anderson, who's been the, the workhorse for them for the past couple of years. And they just recently traded at the deadline for uh, Dave Riddick. Uh, big save Dave, as they call him. But it didn't look too uh, big savey uh, last game when he let in five goals. So we have to work on that, on who is this Leafs goaltending tandem come playoff time. Because how they have it working with these new, like, North Division, uh, Toronto will be playing uh, the, the, the fourth team in the North Division. So, and if you've been watching hockey and these, and you've been watching these, the, the Canadian Division, it's a battle every night. You know, these 
teams, you, you play a team enough, you're going to start to hate each other when it comes to seeing the same guys over and over and over again. So, yeah, they better have their goalie situation uh, figured out by then. But other than that, you know, they made some key acquisitions. You know, they brought in Nick Foligno, which was, uh, he was a leaf killer uh, against them in the playoffs last year. So you, you bring him back, his dad, who used to play for the Leafs, you know, was a big part of that 93 uh, magical Stanley Cup run that happened for the Leafs. But maybe the, that some of that Felino magic will uh, reappear in Toronto come playoff well, time. From having a pretty decent season, you should expect them to make a nice long run in the playoffs. So You know, Jake, as a Leaf fan, you don't expect nothing for the, from the Leafs because they're just going to end up breaking your heart. Oh, I know. I'm just playing with you. Oh, thanks. Thanks. Appreciate it. I hate but, the least. I know you do. <laughs> but, Jake, uh, there's there's two things sports-wise uh, I want to get your thoughts on. Of course. And I'm very interested in your opinion. First, mm-hmm. let's talk boxing. Did you watch the Jake Paul-Ben Asker fight? I saw or, how or it hear ended. hear about it. Yeah. I, I saw how it ended. Uh, it looked like a joke. Okay. It didn't look real. <laughs> like, like, just what, swiped at it. The guy fell down. What's more real, that or WrestleMania? <laughs> oh, I, I avoided wrestling completely. Uh, okay. Yeah, I didn't know. I was not paying attention to WrestleMania. Sorry, two nights of uh, no, I'm good. Well, uh, yeah, this boxing thing, no, no, no. It, it's a show. It's a money grab. And he just swiped at him. The guy goes down for like a count, like like Ali knocked him out or something. Come on, get out of here. The- the the guy's body looked like he it looks like a bag of milk. Mm-hmm. The guy was out of shape. This was a clear money grab for this guy. Oh yeah, you know it it, it was a joke. I feel sorry. I I no, no I don't feel sorry for them because they're idiots. I laugh at the people that spend fifty bucks on oh, this. Oh, can you imagine? It's unbelievable. Oof. Thank uh, thank God I have a th- uh, the, my fire stick that I can get all this shit for free. There's no way I would pay for this fucking thing. Oh, oh hell, Twitter gave me the 15 second video that's that all I you needed to, to watch. That's like, all oh, I needed. There you go. Done. The best Lame. thing about it, the best thing about it was Jake was Snoop Dogg on commentary. That mm-hmm. was the only thing that saved it. And Pete Davidson making fun of both both fighters was that's hilarious. Weird. So. Well, yeah, that's that, that's a bunch of nonsense. I'm still surprised people would pay to watch that crap. But like, like, but like on, you should know better. But like, okay, yeah, all right. So, in his so in his last two fights, this Jake Paul guy, I guess he's a YouTuber turned boxer now, mm-hmm. beat Nate Robert, uh, Robinson, basketball player. Meh. He he knocked out an an out of shape, overweight former MMA star. Right. So, what's yep. next? Who's next for him to fight? Oh, we have hockey players. We have football players. Because yeah. he's not gonna uh, fight a real boxer. I think he needs to fight a real. He needs to fight someone who's currently fighting in either boxing or MMA. Someone that actually has is in shape. Number one, mm-hmm. and actually does this as a living. Yes. You know, I like to see oh, him yeah. do that. Will, will he fight Conor McGregor? Eh, I, don't I don't know. know. That'd be terrific. Do you think Conor McGregor really needs that money? No, but but he'll <laughs> give him an ass kicking. Uh, as much as you I hate know, Conor McGregor, he doesn't shy down but, from a fight. Think about this guy. He's a YouTuber, and he, he even if he loses 
uh, he wins because everyone. Yeah, but, yeah no, you're hundred percent right because the the whole promotion thing. He yeah. gets paid to do it, but he's not fighting real people. No, no, but he's not still, real he's, fighters. He, he's training to win, and he wins. And love him or hate him, he's he, you're talking about him the next day. Not good, stupid. You know, it's hey, say say what you want when it comes to promoting and selling his brand, he does it better than anyone. So that's true. You know, so hey, there's dummies that paid fifty bucks for a pay per view to see him fight. There there you go. go. There you go. Absolutely, it it was a complete joke. But like, good for him. Now, obviously, if he can weasel his way, you know, to fight like. Like I, I guarantee he's gonna fight like a big name that's been out of the boxing world for years, like a Mike Tyson. No, you, Ty, have you seen? I watched the Tyson fight. Yeah, yeah. Oh my goodness, that guy! It's in his head. He is a total boxing animal. Yeah, he's tremendous. He is so but, good to watch. But do you think that there would be like, do you, would that be a draw for you to to, to watch a fight that featured? A YouTube star and a and a old former boxer. From what I saw at, at the last pay per view from Mike Tyson, yeah. I would watch Mike Tyson fight again. Yeah, I I, I because think it'll be a good minute and a half. And then knock this <laughs> One kid round. Out. That's all they can do. That's it. <laughs> they're, gonna, they're just gonna empty the tank on the first round. That's it. Yeah, and Tyson's gonna knock him out in like thirty yeah. seconds, minute and a half, even give him some so. extra time because this kid's younger. <laughs> Just to run around the ring a little bit. It, um, it, if he gets in there up close, mm-hmm. this kid would have no chance. No, it, it it's no. kind of it's kind of uh, if that were to happen, I would compare it to the Simpsons episode where uh, Dredder Tatum uh, fight, uh, fights Homer Simpson, and he's just beating his ass, and then he ends up taking a break to go uh, chat with Charlie Sheen, uh, Charlie Sheen at, at, at ringside, and the ref comes over. Okay, you two, break it up. <laughs> and he goes back to fighting uh, uh, Homer. Yes, yeah, so it, uh, it would be a bloodbath. It would. Be. Uh, yeah. So, but that I would watch. That I would watch for sure. Exactly. Uh, and one last sports thing before we move on, Jake. I'd love to get your thoughts because you are the soccer guru between us. Here oh, we go. Yeah, the UEFA or not UEFA, the, whatever they want to call it, the Super League. Super League. Yes. I, w- I want to get your thoughts on this. Is this? Was this a, a strict money grab, or does this league actually could it possible be like uh, a new way of changing the football landscape? From what I heard, they wanted to have all the rich teams in one league <laughs> and um, just have their own thing. Mm-hmm. You know, they would have their own eight, ten team league, and that's it. Mm-hmm. But what happened was this league got this banned today uh, because. Uh, UEFA ruled that any other players in that league wouldn't be eligible eligible to play in the World Cup. So right. obviously that's not going to work for anybody. Yeah. Um, it's an interesting idea. It's an inter- interesting concept. But it is, it's not necessary because you already have enough leagues in uh, Europe to play in. You have all, every country has its own league. And all the, the Champions League and everything else is enough. You don't need another league just because these all these clubs are want to make more money. Mm. But Darren, is here. This it's an excellent excellent transition to my next point, which mm. I want to ask you about. You know they have relegation in these in these leagues, right? So we don't need 
another super league with all all these uh, clubs in it. What we need is to focus on what there is now, and that is relegation, which I like in soccer. Mm-hmm. Now, do you think if we applied relegation to the NFL or the basket or the NBA, would that work? Mm. That motivates. I like, think it would. would I th- it, it would motivate. Better. Yeah. Oh, without a doubt, because nobody wants to be relegated or left behind. Like Darren, I'm thinking, what if the NFL has mm-hmm. a relegation league? Mm-hmm. The XFL. Ooh. Kind if of you like win, that. if you win the championship, and, and, and you get promoted XFL, up to the NFL. That's right, and mm. you bump a team with the worst record. Wow. That is really interesting. I, I so don't think imagine it, the Detroit Lions. I don't think it would ever happen, but it's a, definitely an interesting concept. Like imagine an NFL team getting bumped down to the XFL, like the Lions or the or, or the Jets mm-hmm. playing in the XFL because they they have to build their club up to better, be better to mm-hmm. win the XFL, so the next season they can bump somebody from the NFL. Yeah. That is a great motivator. I don't know what you think about that. I think it's a great idea. I was also uh, a, a friend of mine was talking about because they have this extra week of of uh, football now coming in uh, week seventeen. Now will be a full. You, you get seventeen games. Yes. Uh, starting this season, uh, if there were like kind of you start an early playoff, and then you have like a winners bracket. So, like, you you know, only one team would get a bye. The rest would play. So, like, two would play how many? Like, so, like, six or eight. Mm-hmm. And then, anyway, so the winners move on. And then you have a loser's bracket. And the winner of the loser's bracket gets the first overall pick in the, in the upcoming NFL draft. Oh, so, like, the worst two teams in the league play? Mm-hmm. Oh, that would be sweet. Yeah, right? Yeah. That, that 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 way it'll still be interesting, you know? They they'll still have something to play for. Like instead of having the um what's it called? The Pro Bowl, have mm-hmm. the, the lowest two teams play that weekend before the Super Bowl. Exactly. And then whoever wins gets the first draft pick. Get the first call. Exactly. And then, and then it goes in order. But then the loser gets second, third, second, fourth. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. That's cool. Absolutely. Uh, so, yeah, a lot of interesting things, a lot of moving pieces mm-hmm. that makes uh, life in the pandemic a little interesting sports-wise. That's right. Uh, now, before we <laughs> kill off sports a little bit, yes. uh, let us let me get your take on the draft. Before Which, So next week, oh, yes. we won't have that much time to discuss mm-hmm. what we want from the draft. Mm-hmm. What would you want the Lions to do in the draft? Mm. You know, I was racking my brain about this uh, the other day on, like, what would be great for the Lions to do as uh, the right things to do? Mm-hmm. This is a new regime. This is their first draft. Obviously, you know, Brad Holmes has a great pedigree when it comes to finding those diamonds in the rough. And Dan Campbell, hell of a motivator. You know, even though it kind of a lot of people compare him. I saw this one great comparison. I don't know if I send you the photo of him and Rod Marinelli, how they're kind of similar in a lot of uh, (laughs) – they're similar in a lot of different ways. Um, 
but it's important for them because they have a lot of holes to fill, Jake. I think mm-hmm. it's important for them to do is trade back, gather as many picks as you can, and just come at it hard next year in, in, the, in the draft. Yeah, if, if I, I did the exact same thing, actually, as you would do, is trade back. Yep. Now, make sure this year is a, is a learning year. Tank. Well, Try to get the first top three pick next year. Mm-hmm. And pick your quarterback of the future next sure. year. Just remember, you have two draft picks in the first mm-hmm. next year. As of right now. Yeah. See, that, that word depends. Let's say a team like the Patriots want to trade up to that number seven spot. That's fine. But that, but you better be giving us a first round pick in next year's draft. If you want oh, that. Oh, hell yeah. Cause it's yeah. the Patriots and fuck you. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, it, but like, if it's like, you know, moving up from nine to seven, like we talked about in that mock draft. Okay. If, if they give us like a third and, uh, I'm sorry. It was one of those here. This is what they said. So, in this mock draft where the Lions got Jalen Waddle at nine by trading back with mm-hmm. with Denver. So this is the write-up. After moving back, the Lions still get Waddle, who, who remains uh, – sorry, or who reminds new GM Brad Holmes of, of Braden Cooks. Detroit gets a fourth and a sixth-round pick on, on this trade. That's so, fine because we need more picks this year. We exactly, don't have that many. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. If, if it's something like that, we're moving down two spots, that's no big deal. But if you're moving from like like down all the way down to 15, yeah, you better be giving us first-round pick next year. Yeah. So it's yeah. got to be a big haul because mm-hmm. you're, you're well, dropping yeah. a lot of spaces there. Mm-hmm. Like halfway through the first round, you're, you're, all the best players are going to be gone. Exactly. Like, And obviously them having – um, Jared Goff buys them time mm-hmm. to uh, he, he's a good band-aid right now yeah I don't uh, mind him I, I don't mind him either you know yeah if, if it's anything surround him with weapons so mm-hmm. when you bring in your next future quarterback your next franchise quarterback he'll he'll be ready to hit the ground running with with these weapons now do you really want to put all your eggs on the offensive side, or do you want to take like the best defensive uh, defensive player off the board right away? Right. Well, the, what's your top three positions that you'd want them to draft Jeez. this year? Linebacker, huge need for them. Mm-hmm. Wide receiver, mm-hmm. uh, obviously, and offensive line. Those yeah. would be the, the those would be my top three. Yep. So me too. All all line, D line. Yeah. O line, D line, and I would definitely go uh, safety or a corner mm-hmm. after that. Yeah. Because because when you have like a, someone like a Micah Parsons, which like he's he's good, you know, and I don't know about you, but I get the, I, I, I got the, who's the character from um, uh, Draft Day that he ends up taking with the first overall pick? Oh, uh, what was his name? The defensive end, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Something Mac, right? Yeah. Anyways, uh, we kind of ruined it because we can't remember the guy's name. You can't remember that. Yeah, Dante Mac. Uh, Vontae Mac. Yeah, Vontae. exactly. I I get a lot of Vontae Mac vibe from this uh, Micah Parsons guy. The guy plays with a lot of passion, a lot of heart. Uh, you know, Dan Campbell. He looks he looks like a Dan Campbell type of player. Is what I'm saying. So when it comes to that, so you know what, yeah, you know I'm excited. 
obviously the draft really starts at pick number two or three. Depends on how you look at it. Uh, but like, are you expecting any big bombshells before the draft? No, I'm just just what came out today. I want to see what, what happens to the quarterback situation because yeah. if if something mm-hmm. stupid and magical happens, the Lions move down, and for some amazing reason, Jalen Hurst just happens to drop that far down. I would not even hesitate. Not only would you have a quarterback at number nine, let's say if they do drop down to number nine, but you would also have extra picks this year. Mm. They'll be the most magical day ever. I'm sorry. Did you say Jalen Hurts? Oh, wait. Who did I say? Um, <laughs> shit. I'm like, I think he was already drafted last year. No, no, no. What's his name? Ohio State. Oh, uh, Justin Fields. Justin Fields. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's okay. Jake's been doing that. I'm just reading, he, yeah, I'm just reading he's, he's, NFL.com right now. He's been recording a lot of podcasts, folks. He's, yeah, uh, no idea. <laughs> he doesn't even know what day it is. <laughs> Not really. It's all blending together. It's all blending. It's uh, it's, yeah. it's just a big old purple haze for him. Yeah, you know, you've been having your headset on for so long, especially when you're playing video games, or like mm-hmm. for in my case, recording, whether your ears are just attached to your head mm-hmm. when I take them off. Yeah, that's what state I'm in. Yeah. Speaking of playing video games, I guess there's a new uh, Warzone map, or there was a new yeah, should be coming up. Update, yeah, I guess it's already out today. I don't know. My friend, oh, is it? I don't know. I don't know. But but, but my friend sent me a a Instagram post about it. I'm like, oh okay, I guess that's cool. Um, You're not on when I'm on, so I can I can't play with you. I don't know. You know what? I'm playing tonight. If you want to play tonight, we'll play tonight. Okay, you're gonna be sleepy by by the time I get on to play. Okay, okay. What time? What time are you gonna come on? Probably around 11.30. That's fine. I'll be on. There you go. Now everybody knows my time when I play. Add me (laughs) up. Lone West on Xbox. Boom. Hashtag Sunday Night Army. Get on it. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah. uh, So, yeah. uh, Do we want to do – do you have any more sports? No, sports is good. It's a great preview we did for kind of for next week because next week when we do our live show – We'll, we're not going to have to go through we'll all this again. We'll have a couple again. guests on. We'll have some knowledgeable uh, yep. Lions fan. Maybe our friend Kyle Horner will jo- will join us. Mm. We'll, uh, we'll get him on. Maybe get we'll have a, sp- a special live audience. You never know who, you, who might pop up. You never uh, know. That's right. We'll see. Maybe some past guests. You never know. <laughs> Here you go. There's a tease. But no, let's <laughs> do the top five. All right. Let's do the top five. Top five. So... We've touched on it earlier. If you listened earlier, we talked about, you know, Akil Badu, you know, being this, you know, bright spot in, in this Tigers lineup right now. Um, and if you're not aware, Tigers are currently up 4-2 and Akil Badu got another RBI. So he's 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 starting to heat back up again there, Jake. Also known as that's new Darren's new uh, baseball jersey. That he just <laughs> yeah. ordered on Amazon. <laughs> Yabba dabba doo. Exactly. There you go. All right. So we were five that, cents by this time next year. Go. Hey, number sixty. I'll rock that. I'll rock that like one of these uh, uh, guys that in my top ten, in my top five list. So obviously we have because Akil Badu is off to such a great start. It, get, it got me thinking on the top five one-hit wonders in Detroit Tiger history. Hmm. Yeah. That's why uh, Jake I'm loves excited. it when I do it. Jake loves it when I do a top five because I really Let's put thought and effort into it. I like, like me. I just like food. So go ahead. <laughs> yeah, like how about the top five burgers? <laughs> you know. mm, uh, yeah, okay, burger. next time. Uh, anyways, 
Uh, coming in at number five. I don't know if you remember this guy, Jake. Yeah. Number five, Robert Fick. Fick? Yeah. How long ago was this? This was back in 2001. Mm, would not remember. Mm. So Robert Fick is really only known for hitting the last home run at the old uh, Tiger Stadium. Oh, there you go. It, yeah, the last home run he ever hit uh, that was ever in that ballpark was a grand slam, and he hit it on the roof. So that was Robert Fick's claim to fame. Uh, that comes in at number five. Number four uh, is Quentin, Quentin Berry. Quentin Berry. The leadoff. Yes. This guy was a lot of fun to watch running the bases. He was mm-hmm. called up from Toledo, played 94 games in 2012 for the Tigers. He hit 258 in in 2012, but also sold 21 base in, bases in 21 attempts. So he was perfect on the the stealing side. Uh, he was even on the, the played in the 2012 World Series. So there you go, Quinn Berry, number four. Mm-hmm. Number three, Justin Thompson. If anyone remembers him, uh, another hot hot shot young prospect. That didn't quite live up to the hype. Was the starting pitcher for the Tigers. Thought that they had locked up as a, as a solid starter for years. Come after his 1997 season. And his 97 season was solid. He went 15-11 with a 3.02 ERA. After that, he got ugly. Plain ugly. He lasted <laughs> just another another two seasons in Detroit with the ERA, with the ERA over four. And he only appeared in two other career games as a relief pitcher in 2005. And then it went downhill after that. So that's number three. Number two, mm-hmm. Brennan Bosch. Brennan Bosch. Brennan Bosch. He had a solid first two years in the old English D. However, it didn't last very long. Bosch hit 256 with 14 homers and 67 RBIs. And then it kind of went downhill after that. Tigers released him prior to the 2013 season. And coming in at number one, this guy, he's an oldie, but he was he was a goodie. Um, and he, he was my dad's favorite Tiger player. Who he never missed a home game when he pitched. Number one is Mark Fitterich. Calling this great man a one-hit wonder is kind of misleading because of the way he captured the hearts of fans in such short amount of time, which is unheard of nowadays. Mark the Bird Fitterich was named Rookie of the Year in 1976, going 19-9 and with a 2.34 ERA and 24 complete games. 24 complete games. Unbelievable. That's a lot. Um, that is a lot. You never see pitchers do that nowadays. Uh, he was well known for his antics, like talking to the ball, which made the fans go crazy over him. Unfortunately, his career was shaken by many injuries, and he was out of league by 1981. And Fitterich is no longer with us. He actually passed away, and so it's uh, kind of uh, sad. But he he lives in Tiger Detroit Tiger baseball lore as uh, that magical summer where everyone was in love with Mark the Bird Fitterich. So there you go. There's your top five. List there you go. Hit Wonder Tiger. Never disappoints. Yeah. So there you go. Mm-hmm. A little sad at the end, but never disappoints. Yeah, I know. All right. Let's do some music. Lighten things let's, up a little bit. Uh, 
because right now I have a Vancouver-based musical duo called okay. Casio Gems. They're singer-songwriters, mm-hmm. and their second single out right now is called "Don't Go." So, Don't go. Don't yeah. Go. So, that, that, that's not how the song goes, but I'm just no, it's not. It's not even close. But it's okay. They're from <laughs> Vancouver, BC, <laughs> uh, and. Uh, it's two people in this uh, duo, obviously, Jeff mm-hmm. and Vicky, and they used the lockdown of 2020 to collaborate remotely and create songs, mm-hmm. both covers and originals. So mm-hmm. with the texture of acoustic instruments and warm harmonies, music is intimate, emotive, and even dark. In a time where we are grieving the loss of normalcy, the music of Casio Gems, and I hope I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly, is a nostalgic blanket. So their uh, track here is called don't go it's pretty cool check it out right here on the adg podcast take a deep breath keep a cool head take a long look at all the words we've said it's been long hours and a longer day you're saying you might walk away It's a dangerous zone when we feel so alone. Baby, all I want to say, don't go. On a jet plane, in a fairy tale. Tragedy waiting to happen A ghost that follows you and me It's a high wire dance There's always one more chance Baby, can't you hear me say
There you go. That was Don't Go by Casio Gems right here on the ADG podcast. We just enjoyed that track. A little break in our talking. Yeah, me too. It's pretty good. And uh, yeah, we'll check him out. We'll tag him in all of our stuff once we post the episode online. Are are they on Spotify, Jake? Of course. All right. Definitely check that out. Always. Spotify, SoundCloud, and View Music Video is on YouTube. Oh, Casio right. Gems, spelled K-A-S-E-O-G-E-M-S. Casio See, when Gems. I when I hear the name Casio, I think of the the old Wash. watches. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Did you have a Casio growing up? I did not. Oh, dude. No, it was no. It, like you weren't cool no. unless you had a Casio. No, that's right? exactly it. I was never that cool. <laughs> so that's that's it right there. But. What do you want to do next there, Darren? I got three stories I want to get into today before we finish off the show. But I know you had your own version of what grinds your gears. Yes, what grinds my gears is uh, obviously it's it's fails in comparison to Jake's grinds my gear, which I know he'll have something spectacular for us. But it's I guess not a full grinds my gears, but like one that really irks me, you know, is. I was taking my dog for a walk, and then I noticed that there's a new trend when it comes to littering these days. Ooh. And it's not garbage. It's people's throwing out, throwing away their mask on the ground. And, not, uh, and I'm not talking about, like, the paper ones, you know, the, the disposable ones. I'm talking about, like, mm-hmm. cloth mask. That's you gross. Know, you know, the, the real gross ones, you mm-hmm. know. Uh, so, like... There's there's a track around a high school where I live, and without it, without word of a lie, I made one loop around that track, and during that loop, I found not five, not six, but eight different masks on the ground. I'm like, this is disgusting, and like, and I re- and I had to really like, like I took photos of it and I posted on Twitter. I'm like, is this the new way of littering these days? These people can't, you know, take their mask and throw it out, you know, in a trash can like a normal person. Like, that's a good, uh, that's a good question. Now, well, do we want to say which high school this is at? Or oh, uh, this was it, it wasn't a high school. It was actually a, um, a grade school, uh, grade school. by uh, it's um, Saint Gabriel's. That's what it's what it's oh, called. Okay. okay. So out here, so over here in South Windsor, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, it's an absolute joke. People take your mask with you, or throw it out in a trash can at you know the closest trash can near you. Don't just throw it on the ground. You know mm-hmm. these ma- these masks aren't you know uh, disposable. They're, well, they are, but like so, throw them out. Normally, they're not gonna you know. The, the cloth masks aren't going to decompose in, you know, it's, it's not like it's good for the soil to leave your disgusting mask on the ground. No, exactly. They're probably the same people that wear their masks while they're driving. Uh, oh. it's, just, it's just nonsense right now. Oh. And But no, I agree with you. You, you drop it, throw it in the garbage. Like, it takes yeah. two seconds. Yeah. But and it's a cloth like, mask you paid money for. These things aren't yeah. always very cheap. You know no. what I mean? So. No, it, it's, it's a complete joke that people are are doing this and now with with these people that are still out there protesting having these anti-lockdown rallies you know when 
we're in another lockdown, you know, just making it worse for everyone else, you know, having all these gatherings at the, the big Canadian flag that in downtown here. It just it just makes our city look that much pathetic, that much more. Yeah, I, I think we're all over into this nonsense. I, I'd rather open it up because uh, I'd rather have it all back to normal right now as soon as possible. Like, I, like a bunch of states in the U.S. have opened up completely, and their numbers are actually dropped drastically. So I'm, I'm down for just letting nature take its course. Yeah. And uh, take your stab if you want to get stabbed. Perfect. Go for mm-hmm. it. L- love it. Go for it. Yeah. But let's open it up. It's available. Go get your shot. Open it up for everybody. Don't go by age group. It's available. Yeah. Go get it. And if you don't want it, you don't want it. You want it, you get it. And that's it. Yeah. Let it be. Just like every everything else we ever do. Why? 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 What's, there's no difference. Just get it, it done. Exactly. And, and seeing all these uh, now that they made the announcement that if you're 40 and older, you can get the shot. Now. Oh, that that I, hey, that actually includes me. There you go. There you go, Jake. My God, for the first time ever. Make your point over. <laughs> no, I'm good. Um, I didn't, I didn't um, think okay. you, I didn't think you'd be the kind to go get it. No, no I'll so. get it in a few years once I see the side long term side effects. Oh, okay, all so right. That, then I'll there be able, then I'll get it. You know, just just faith and trust in something reliable. Like mm-hmm. anything else in this world, but oh, that's a good one. That's a good. Uh, littering isn't good, and there's just another thing to add to our littering nonsense. So that's a good one, there, Darren. Yeah. So, so let's get talk about our movie trailer because um, this is your choice, and I blame you. Oh boy. For for our choice of movie trailer to review, but Fast Nonsense Nine mm-hmm. is coming out soon, <laughs> and this stupid ass movie. <laughs> yeah. And this stupid movie has a trailer, but I'll let Darren go first because um, he's on a roll. So, so I'll the, let you have the first crack at this uh, piece, thank of shit. You. <laughs> piece of shit. <laughs> I love it how he says, like, you know, Jake's been just so busy. So, like, I had to come up with the trailer uh, this week. And you failed. Well, go ahead. Uh, okay, I failed. All right. Because, you know, if, if it was up to him, he would pick God, Godzilla vs. Kong again, even though. Oh, you wanted my, you asked my review. I'll get to that in a minute. Okay, um, so yeah, I saw this trailer, and it's just so completely bizarre. And it's Vin Diesel because Vin Diesel's the coolest guy out there. Even if he says like, you know, the moon is blue, but he says it in a very Vin Diesel way, like the moon is blue. You know, that holding a wrench in a garage. Yeah, the moon is blue for the family. Yeah, yeah, that kind of stuff. Uh, yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was absolutely crazy. You know, it's, you know, you expect the typical shenanigans, the the crazy stunts, the the crazy car chases, all that stuff. But you add in John Cena, sixteen time WWE World Champion John Cena. You can't see me, and I'm not going to see this movie. <laughs> no, it's a good one. Uh, so yeah, uh, the trailer looks pretty crazy. He plays. Yeah, it's not a spoiler alert because it was in the trailer. He plays Dominic Toretto, Vin Vin Diesel's character's brother. So, obviously, John got all the hair in in the family. So, so there you go. Uh, So, yeah, it's just complete adrenaline, you know, male testosterone kind of nonsense explosion movie. Oh, geez. Yeah. They're going to be going to the moon next time, probably. Oh, yeah. uh, Elon Musk is going to get on there. 
he's going to get on his uh, ship and go on to Mars or whatever. Space. Sure. <laughs> Too fast. Too, Too furious spacey. for Earth. <laughs> so what's your out of five on this? Oh, geez. You know what? I'm not going to lie. I'm probably going to go see this movie if <laughs> if we ever go back to movie theaters. Um, just because those kinds of movies, it's always a great experience on a big screen, you know, high definition sound, that kind of stuff. But I kind of dig it, you know, and I'm very curious to see how John Cena, you know, infiltrates this, uh, this fast and furious universe. You know, The Rock did his part in there. And they, and they created a spinoff of that. Will this create a, a spinoff for John Cena? I don't know. But it's going to be interesting. You know, like, say what you want about John Cena. You know, he's he's a decent actor. He he does have a comedic flair sometimes. Um, but, yeah, I, I see the trailer, and I give it a solid 3 out of 5, Jake. Wow. wow. I'm shocked by that, and I'll tell you what? why. Because the trailer looked like garbage. Here comes Mr. Positivity. Well, no. I I was done with this franchise by seven. Uh, I don't know why. who's paying to continue this bullshit series. But whatever. No, there are no fans. The real fans stopped at Tokyo (laughs) Drift and then came back for just number seven. Okay? Because that's all that really matters. One, two, three, seven. That's it. Fast Furious, Too Fast, Too Furious, Tokyo Drift is number three. And... Number seven to finish off the series. But since we're talking about this piece of shit at number nine, uh, I'm going to start off with saying it's unnecessary. Because how in the storyline does uh, Toretto get a brother? Hasn't never been mentioned he has a brother. Oh, we get them secret. In the giant world, they've they've exploded everything all over the place around the world. And if this guy's such a big shot, he never ever came up? Really? Okay. That makes sense. Hey, Han's back. Okay. That's realistic. Um, whatever their explanation is, I don't give a shit. It's stupid. All explosions, things fl- flying, blowing up. I don't care. It makes no sense. Uh, from going from all the first few movies where they're about racing, they're about doing things illegally, putting themselves in situations to this bullshit where they're tackling God knows what. No, it's garbage. There's, there's no storyline. There's no plot line. The, the trailer was so dumb it burned my eyes. The actual trailer, and I'm sorry, I'm going to have to say this, but it's going to be the lowest rating ever. I'm getting a 0.5 because I hate this franchise now. It should have died its awful death. Everything out past the seventh episode should be burned. Okay? It's (laughs) utter trash. Number number nine Mm. should be the death of all. They should all die at the end of the movie. (laughs) Put them on a plane and it explodes. Done. Never to be seen again. And if they do make a John Cena spinoff, great. Give them another character to beef with. It'll be just like the stupid Rock spin uh, spinoff with, that um, was garbage. Yeah. British guy. Um, yeah. Jason Statham. Yeah. They were awful. Be like, awful. John Cena, huh? All right, yeah. mate. Okay. <laughs> Good. Another 10-minute fight when they punch John in the face for 10 minutes and they're still friends. Okay. Cool. <laughs> Believable. More explosions. Uh, but, yeah, no, it's trash. I'm sorry. It's just... There's nothing to do with racing, nothing to do with anything, no cool cars, just all it's all garbage. There's what's the storyline gonna be? Oh, he has a brother. <gasps> now we have to defeat him. My yes. team's back together. To We're back in the side. house. Yeah. Oh my god, no, get out of here. Why even think, waste money on these things? You Why? know what? 
I, th- I think it's like a rite of passage for most people to to go through, like to to be at in at least one of these movies. You know. Mm. Well, if you're not going for quality, I guess. No, well, no one's ever said <laughs> going through going for quality. You know, I think it's just more of a it's more of a fun thing, I guess. It ruins the else. franchise, man. Like, come on, they were all about. They were all. I could live with four, five, and six. Even I could live with it because it was necessary to get to number seven. As number mm-hmm. seven was really good. But after that, it was just bad. Like, I didn't. What a waste! What a waste mm-hmm. of money! What a waste of talent! What a waste of everything! This I would nobody should ever see it. I am not gonna see it unless it's free on TV with commercials, and that's the only way I'm ever gonna see this piece of shit. There you go. There's my rating: zero point five out of five. And wow, wow. There you go. You know, done with that. Maybe we should start a new tradition. Any time that Jake completely derails a trailer, like I take a (laughs) shot of bourbon or whiskey or whatever I have next to me right here. Okay, they're bad boys three. Oh, 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 slow down, Mac. Okay, oh, Mac. Oh, okay, Mac. I, I'm still breathing, Mac. Oh, my God, Mac. Yeah, that's actually so fantastic. There you go. All right. Um, but no, yeah. Well, there you go. That's why we have difference of opinion. That's what makes that's our right. podcast so great. You know? That's right. I, can, I can't wait till we get up. I can't wait till we get to 100 episodes there, Jake. One day. One day. One we day. know we're actually at like 65 or 66. We're getting there. Sure. We're getting there. Yeah, so, over the last few years, we've got a few seasons. Yeah, season four. yeah. It's gonna be ain't, fun. Any chance we can get Carol Baskin on our show? Absolutely not. <laughs> I don't trust you with questioning. <laughs> and for those who don't know that joke, I would suggest to uh, research that. Yeah. Um, I would be like, first question: Did you kill your husband? Yeah. Did you kill your first husband? <laughs> there. This is why I get awards. <laughs> this show doesn't. <laughs> Someone's gotta be professional over here. Oh my god! All right, I got three stories. I want, I want your opinion on. Okay. Okay. We'll go from realistic to less realistic. Mm-hmm. And this might actually go down your eye a little bit, but let's try with this first one. Netflix, Netflix, uh, Netflix correction quarter streaming giant stumbles after be uh, benefiting from an early pandemic surge. So basically, they only projected a hundred uh, one million new paid additions um, to their subscription service. In the second quarter of this year, when last year at this time was like 29 million new subscribers. So, what do you think about that? Do you think there's more options to Netflix, or is Netflix not the in thing anymore? I think Netflix will always be part of the the family of streaming options. Um, but yeah, it depends on what you're really looking for, because now Netflix used to be the king for a long time, and then here comes Apple Plus, uh, here comes Disney Plus, here comes Paramount, Paramount Plus, you know. here comes, you know, uh, I forget, uh, what's the other one, Prime, mm-hmm. you know, and it's really benefiting all these artists, these directors, these actors that are, like, have all these projects, and there's so many platforms that you can put your your work on, it's unbelievable. Obviously, you got to pick what's right for you you know hbo hbo go or is it go or hbo plus anyways it really depends on 
what you feel like is the best for you. Uh, Netflix, I think, will always be king because of their their relationship with talent and their track record when it comes to shows. You know, the, your Stranger Things, your The Crown, and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So, I, 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 yeah, I, I can see Netflix still remaining at, at, on top of the mountain for at least the next little while. All right. Not bad. Okay, so here's something on the uh, kind of piggyback off your uh, grandeur gears issue. Uh, right now, obviously, this is California because people in California are crazy. Uh, city council here for one of the towns uh, in California. I don't care which one. They're all shit. Um, in an effort to alleviate some financial burdens in Los Angeles restaurants and reduce plastic waste, city council on Wednesday unanimously, unanimously, unanimously approved an ordinance to make disposable items such as utensils and napkins available at restaurants only when requested by customers. <laughs> so you won't get your napkins or whatever so, you need or, uta- so or utensils you unless you ask utensils? for it. Unless you ask for it. Right. Wow. So you'll get your takeout. You're not going to get anything in there unless you ask for it. Unbelievable. Mm-hmm. And, and that was another, another thing I noticed that I'm getting very frustrated with is the paper straws in restaurants these days. <laughs> I hate it. Uh, Absolutely hate it. There's nothing wrong with plastic. Right. Because if you're right, because the plastic straws actually make up a very, 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 very minuscule percentage of plastic waste. Mm-hmm. It's like it's so minuscule, it's like six decimal points back of actual plastic waste in the world. So, and you're right, and uh, it's just something I figured you'd uh, you'd find interesting because you go get takeout in LA, and uh, you're gonna be like, oh, I have my food, but I don't have anything to eat it with. There's my takeout. Hmm. Yep, there you go. But here's something you might enjoy. Last story for uh, today. This is off of uh, Vice. Commercial airline pilots keep reporting UFOs over Canada. But 80% of them in this article that says don't even report it because it might affect their job status. What do you think about that? I'm I'm sorry, repeat that last part. 80% 80% of the pilots don't report it because they're afraid of their job status. Oh, jeez. Well, you know, pilots this are... This is not like, true. Sorry, 90%. 90% of the things they see they don't report mm-hmm. because it might have implications on their employer. Hmm. Mm. So, it, it, I think it's just kind of like... I, I don't want to say like every job, but like some jobs where... If it's if it's not a really a big deal, you know, like is it worth reporting to your, you know, your uh, superior um, pilots? The p- pilots they they get they have a lot of uh, pressure on them as is, you know. So this this is supposed to be helping them. I don't know if it's doing. I think it's doing more harm than helping. Mm-hmm. So. Well, it's just. I guess there's so many UFOs they see, they're just not yeah. reporting any. Come on, Jake. We all know that there's UFOs. There's, oh, I know. There, there's, there's, just... other, there's other life forces out there. 
you oh, know, it, God, it, it, of course. if you think that we're the only ones in this whole universe, this whole galaxy, and then you're mm-hmm. fucking crazy, you know. Well, that's why I'd like to see everybody like have have like a reporting chart and how many would actually be accumulated over a certain period of time. You know what I mean? That would mm-hmm. be nice to know. Well, yeah. There you go. I'm sure. I'm sure. And it's just like it doesn't have to be commercial pilots or just other pilots that you know in the Air Force that when, when they're doing test runs, I'm sure they see. I'm sure they see crazy stuff or even people like that. Uh, sail ships like mm-hmm. around the world you know i'm sure they see crazy things up in the sky oh for sure there's for sure th- there's a lot of unsolved mysteries out there you know great show That's by right. the way um, <laughs> yeah i love that netflix show it's yeah so like like something like that like like do i believe that, that there's aliens out there i'm like i'm like 75 percent sure that there are something is uh, something like that out there that's no, not bad. Well, that's what we're gonna finish off our show with today. Oh, okay. Aliens. Aliens. There you go. Find us everywhere. All streaming platforms. AG Podcast. Email us questions, concerns, hate mail. AG Podcast at gmail dot com. <laughs> uh, yeah, check us out on Facebook. Uh, check us out on YouTube, and look for our Facebook stream next week for the draft. If you're interested in that and us following it live when reacting to it live, that's what we're going to be doing. And uh, yeah, no, thanks for listening and uh, can't wait for the next show. Sounds good. That should be fun. Great to to reconnect with you, Jake. Thank you for tuning in. All the best to you and your other 742 podcasts that you that you do. Um, always, for, always uh, has to ask the jab. Always. Oh, uh, it's not jab. It's a, it's, it's all love. It's all, it all comes from love. It's all comes from. Uh, love. Uh, but ha- but also happy uh, uh, Prince anniversary day yes. to you. Tremendous. Yes. Yeah. Uh, definitely, we'll play some uh, Purple Rain uh, for you later. It uh, is on so. the playlist. It is on the playlist. <laughs> It's on the playlist, exactly. Uh, so that's all good stuff. All right, then. But like Jake said, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, advice for our podcast, drop us an email, podcast at gmail.com. Find us out on all our social, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. We're all there. And, uh, yeah, the, look forward to our uh, our draft special coming up next week yep thursday thursday so either you know what i will find something really nice for uh, to drink uh while i watch it probably to wipe away the tears and just drink my sorrows away it's not be good no it'll be good it'll be fine uh, we wow. will be okay we, we will be just how, fine how is this happening where jake is the most positive <laughs> one when he talks about the lions drafting wow. we made the right changes at the right time <laughs> I'm, you know what? I think I'm going to pull up last year's draft special just to see you. Like, this is a stupid fucking pick. Can't believe you fucking picked this guy. And I was right. One year later. And I was right. <laughs> and I was completely right. Last year's draft was awful. It was the worst draft ever. You know what? I think that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go and I'm just going to chop <laughs> up some best bits from that episode and we'll sure. play it on Thursday. Oh, yeah. We'll have a nice video montage of it. 
even better. With uh, with, with some Sarah McLaughlin playing in the background. <laughs> I will remember you. Yep. <laughs> and, and we'll make our predictions for this year, and we'll get our live reactions. It'll be great. We will. It will be great. That's All exactly right. what I'm doing. All right. Cool. Okay. All right. Yep. Let's do it. Well, that will do it for the ADG Podcast. From all of us at the ADG Podcast, I'm Darren. And I'm Jacob. And we are ADG.